Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, August the 10th. This is episode number 210. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going good, Rod. We're finally uh, in the into the heart of, of uh, some real Browns things to talk about, huh? Yeah, I mean, we got we got games, we got signings, we got uh, we got a great guest tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, it, it's gonna be a great show. Yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, so yeah, so let, let's bring our guest in. Uh, with us is uh, David Evan Smith. Follow him at uh, you have to. It's kind of abbreviated, but it's at Grumpy Lift Medic. Now, David, how are you? I'm great, boys. Great to be back with you. Um, thanks for having me again. Um, believe it or not, this is the uh, f- our fourth sojourn on your cracking podcast. So I think one more time, one more show next year, and I get a free coffee, don't I? Absolutely. Yeah. platinum. Yeah, on this yeah. show, it's it's a free beer, David. You just have to oh. come by my house to pick it up. And you know, you know, I am chomping at the bit to do that, Rod. I would absolutely be there with bells on. I know you would. <laughs> Someday, someday, perhaps. Yeah. Absolutely, so, uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm sure everybody knows you joined us all the way from uh, from Australia. And um, it's it's just it's great to I just I marvel every time we do this at how, you know, um, I'm just not a technology guy. And just to to be able to to talk to somebody at, you know, pretty, pretty close to halfway around the world and, you know, just have uh just have things sound so good and everything. It, it's it's just tremendous. So um, we we love having you on and love talking to you. So um, you know, David, I, when we were kids, making a long distance phone call was a big deal. It was, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> yeah. Now we now we can talk to people anywhere in the world. It's 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 just kind of crazy. So um, it, it, yeah. it, it is truly mind blowing, isn't it? It's fantastic. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, Jeff. We would ring my great aunt who lived on a a farm up on the on the Victoria New South Wales border, which funnily enough is the Murray River. And it would be, you would say, hello, Aunt Daisy. And you'd have to wait three or four seconds for <laughs> and then and then she would you know come back and it, it was almost like Morse code, but delayed. I know exactly what you're talking about, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll just I'll never get used to to the fact that we can just do this. You know, it'll always be pretty darn cool to me. So so anyway, and, and it's and it's even better that, that Jeff's had his uh, uh, Wi-Fi and everything updated, so it's even it's even uh, crisper. Well, yeah, it well, we got sounds... to actually see each other this time, David. That <laughs> that was even like a, a bonus. That that was that was very cool. Yeah, it's awesome when when we we've almost stepped that. into the modern age, guys. Yeah, <laughs> one of these days this podcast will be like all the other ones out there and do the multimedia thing. But uh... we might get there. We might. Get I don't there. know. Yeah, we'll see. Not a rush. It's a big step. It's a big step for us. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've thought about it. So, so yeah. So, guys, um, we usually start the show out by by doing our Blitz beverages and talk about what we're drinking. And, David, you saved something a little special, even though it's it's 11 a.m. on on, uh, Friday in Australia. You saved a beer and um, you, you cracked it open. And we want to hear your. We want to hear about it, and we want to hear your thoughts on it. 
Fantastic, yeah. Well, it's got to be 12 o'clock somewhere in the world. My, my usual rule is sun up past the yard arm, which is affectionately uh, in naval <laughs> terms uh, midday. But no, that's close enough. We're nearly, we're nearly at daylight savings here in Australia. Yeah. So as I was saying to you boys um, in, in the green room, um, my local bottle shop uh, gave me a free sampler of one of our local brewers called Mountain Goat. Uh, as I was saying to you, they make a fantastic range of beers. My, one of my favourites of theirs is their Steam Ale, um, which which is just a it's a great summer beer. It's a great session beer, and uh, doesn't bloat you, and um, it, it's a, a nice gentle social lubricant. But the one they've given me today is uh, their new Monterey Pale Ale, and uh, I'll uh, read the uh, fluffy notes they put on the back because it's quite cool and the can is quite cool. It's uh, And it's got 60s and 70s artwork and, and I'll explain more when I read this. So Mountain Goat, good things come in threes. Back in 67, Hendrix, Joplin and Reading made their first major appearances at the three-day Summer of Love Monterey Pop Festival, which set the standard for future music festivals and is famed for its fiery finale. I believe that's the one uh, Hendrix is on his knees and sets fire to the... Uh, Stratocaster, from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, debuting as a trio, Cryo Citra, Cryo Idaho 7, and Simcoe Hops give this pale ale tropical fruit notes with a subtle spicy finish. And you guys saw the colour of it. It's a beautiful amber, um, as a good beer should be. And they're right. It's got some lovely passion fruit notes with a nice little sort of, I'd almost say, white, white pepper on the back. And it's just a... I, I can see myself getting some of this and getting a case of this and putting it in the uh, beer fridge, absolutely. So here's, here's cheers to Friday morning and Thursday nights. Absolutely. Cheers, David. I will join you with my, uh, with my Goose Island IPA, uh, 7.5%. Um, I think I drank a Goose Island last week, a different beer. So um, it, that's a, it's a good brewery. And... I'm sure Jeff gets a kick at at every time I drink an IPA on the show now. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Each time I drink one, I seem to like it a little bit better. And and there are still some IPAs that I'll drink and and kind of feel like I'm getting a sour face. But, you know, most of them them are starting to taste pretty darn good. And this is one of them. But, uh, you know, Goose Island is is good. Um, They just they do a good job with their beers. And this is a very... Very well done IPA. It's got it's got the bitterness, you know, and and when you drink it, but it it doesn't have, it doesn't leave a bitter aftertaste, which is what I want in an IPA. You know, I want it. I want a, a smooth finish on the back end, and and that's how it is. So uh, definitely something that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. So I will. Good. I will match your your cheers, David. <laughs> you too, bro. <laughs> I'm cheersing you both with my cucumber water tonight. Uh, Jeff going a little crazy tonight. You're a good man, Jeff, and you know we we all have to do our own uh, our own thing and yeah, cucumber well, water. I miss I miss you know I miss uh, a, a nice dry cabernet every now and then, and I certainly miss my IPAs. But better that than the alternative. Yes, indeed, my friend. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so so before we get into Brown's news, David, we, we need to hear more about uh, about your vacation because 
you shared a bit with me. Uh, you you spent three weeks in Japan, and you were kind enough to to kind of keep in touch with me during your vacation and send me some great pictures of some of some beers you were trying of, of a of a game you went to of a baseball game and and uh, you know and even of some of the baseball cards you got there in Japan. So um, I, I just wanted wanted to hear more about it um you know now that we're actually talking versus just exchanging uh dms on twitter so um so kind of walk us through through some of that and tell us how the experience was some some high points and 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 uh you know how, how the trip was for the whole family yeah no no um uh, mate i was happy i was happy to share it with you as i said in some of our dms you're uh, you're one of my friends who loves a good beer so there was i was sending photos we've got a little um a beer group in our uh, from our, our station uh, where I work as a paramedic and uh, sending it to those friends and I included included sending stuff to you because I know how much you enjoy uh, uh, different beers and trying new things and then whatever else. Mm-hmm. So th- this trip was actually planned in December of 2019 if we cast our minds back, pre-COVID. Wow. Yes, wow. yes. So my, my now three, nearly four-year-old daughter was only going to be seven months. And we thought, well, this is actually going to be easy because we can put her in a papoose or a, a small stroller and, and cruise around Japan with a seven-month-old. Fast forward to COVID and everything else, we had to cancel it. Thankfully, we got all our money back, which was because we paid up front. Excuse me. So fantastic. We got all our money back. But, so that was a huge thing. Um and the stars aligned and prices started to come down, as I was saying to you boys, with airfares. Uh, the nine to 13 hour flight up there uh, came down to make it affordable, you know, within the, the, the bracket that we wanted to spend. And uh, so, yeah, we took the opportunity. I had annual leave. My wife had annual leave. Uh, so we, um, we, we went. Um, we left a, a, a cold Melbourne winter. Now, when I say cold, everything is relative, of course. It's nowhere near uh, an Ohio winter with, you know, three feet dri- snow drifts and so forth. Um, but, uh, but, but for Melbourne, we missed out on um, zero degree temperatures overnight. So it's zero degrees Celsius. I need to do the math, but it's 11 o'clock and I've had a beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we can do that math for you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Uh, so okay. uh, we, there, was, there was about two weeks of that, plus there was torrential rain. There was, um, you know, frost in the morning. And we landed in uh, Tokyo at Narita Airport to 32 degrees Celsius. So about, I think it's about 64, 70 degrees Fahrenheit ballpark. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, and there was a couple of days where it did get up to closer to the 100 which was fantastic for us to get our, you know, stretch out our cold, stiff joints. Um, but um, it was also like 90% humidity. So uh, I did did joke with my wife that we were sweating out of holes that we'd probably forgotten that we had. I opened up all, all the pores, of, <laughs> pores, in the, pores in the skin because we were sweating. And, of course, um, the little miss when her legs got tired, we actually had a sort of a toddler carrier, which was like a backpack come chest pack and of course when her little legs got tired because you have to walk everywhere or public transport the train the train system is amazing the train stations are mental with the amount of people going hither and yon and they're four five six layers up and down you can actually google image and 
anyone who listens to it and, and yourself, lads, Google image, um, 3D image of Tokyo subway network. And someone has actually put drones or done markers through the thing and they've got a 3D rendering of it. It is just insane. And each train line is a different colour. And we somehow navigated that and survived, which was fantastic. Um, but we travelled all over nice. the place. Um, so we spent a few days in, in Tokyo to begin with. Went down to Hiroshima, which is where I, I sent you those photos and, and I think a little video from uh, when we were at the baseball at, at uh, believe it or not, the stadium is called Zoom Zoom Stadium. Mazda, of course. Mazda Zoom Zoom. Uh, mm-hmm. And they played the Hanshin Giants. No, sorry, the Hanshin Tigers. Uh, Hanshin is an electrical company over there and they run multiple train networks and so forth. Um, and... We were um we've we've become big fans of the carps. Um, the stadium is beautiful, of course, as you'd expect, immaculately clean. Um, uh, the the crowd is just amazing. Um, the two teams have a band at either side, so the home team being the carp. We were sitting on the first baseline. Um, in the the second or third deck, which just gave us a great view. While it was quite high, it didn't feel that far away. It was pretty amazing. So down the down the first baseline in the outfield in the upper deck is the band and they play. And then in the third baseline in foul territory on the left-hand side is the Tigers band. And they go, go at it one another and, and super friendly, super respectful. And each of them, you know, when the opposition team's batting you're quiet but you clap and cheer for the outs if they're good outs as you would and vice versa um mm. and, and the seventh inning stretch was was truly truly a thing to behold their tradition is they get these balloons they blow them up and they're about two two and a half feet long big red balloons with a giant painted carp on it and they let it go and it's got a little whistle in it and it sort of goes as they go up into the air and spin around. And this beautiful Japanese family came and gave three balloons to my three kids so they could join in the festivities. And everyone was, like, cheering my kids on and, like, clapping them. And, you know, when the, when the team got um, home run, a couple of home runs were hit, it was a fantastic night. They'd high-five us. They'd include us. It was just one of those once truly, as you said, Rod, one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences, but that made it more so once in a lifetime. It was so special, so fantastic. I cannot speak highly enough of the Japanese people across the entire country. The food, the everything was amazing. But just that little capture, that nine innings, was just amazingly pure and wholesome. Wow. Yeah, Beautiful. it sounds, sounds tremendous, yeah. Uh, you sent me pictures of a lot of beers, and um, it sounds like you really enjoyed a lot of those, David. And you you were saying how the exchange rate was really, really good in Japan. So things were uh, pretty, you know, uh, very reasonable over there, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we pay huge amounts of tax here in Australia on our alcohol. But some of those big cans that I was showing you, the um, the big 500 mil cans, they were $4.50, $5 Australian. I think I was talking to an American, a um, couple of Americans I met over there. I think it worked out about $3.50 for one of them for the exchange rate for you guys. So it was it was pretty good. But, yeah, having those, being able to try 
different beers that I'd, I hadn't had. I've had a number of Japanese beers, and even last time when I was there 23 years ago, they didn't have the microbreweries like they do now, like the um, mm-hmm. the Rococo beer I sent you from uh, Himeji Castle, the famous White Castle. Um, this this um, this beer uh, brewed in Kobe. It was just, it was like I said, it was crisp, it was tart, probably not a um, a session beer, but it's certainly refreshing given its its structure and its its colour. Beautiful, beautiful light golden straw colour. Yeah, no, it was. And just mm-hmm. being able to do it and have it was just fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, what can what, what can we say? It sounds like you had a, just a fantastic time. I'm very very happy for you. Glad that uh, you know, even though it didn't work out when you thought it was going to, that that you got to uh, got to make it happen. And and it sounds like uh, sounds like it really couldn't have been much better. No, it was. It was fantastic, mate. Thanks for that. Yeah, and, and the kids, obviously, they had a ball. They got to go to Tokyo Disneyland. They got to go to Universal Studios. They got to see the 40-foot or maybe even bigger, 100-foot something, roughly, um, Gundam Warrior that they have out the front of one of the big shopping centres. My son is mm. Pokemon mad and anime mad, so he was collecting Pokemon cards and all sorts of stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, it was quite – and my, my littlest one, she loves – has fallen in love with Hello Kitty. So, of course, we had to go to all the Hello Kitty stores. And, uh, you know, they love all the, the trinkety stuff. I love the uh, the food and the culture of it all. So, yeah, yeah it, was, huh? it was a fantastic thing. And I'd highly recommend it to to anybody that gets the opportunity to go there. I know it's a fair distance flight for you guys. It would be probably 16, 18 hours as a guess. Um, uh-huh. But, wow, I tell you, it, it's really, really or inspiring. Well, and it sounds like everybody in the family got to do what they wanted. So that's pretty cool too. Cause uh, yeah. a lot of times you do shorter vacations and you have to skip some things, but being able to be there for that long, um, you hit everything. So yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. No, thanks, yeah. So guys, let's, uh, let's get, let's get into some Browns news first. Um, you know, I guess the big thing that, um, some stuff has happened, but the big news is the Shelby Harris signing. And I had to do a little bit of searching to find the actual contract, but it's one year, 5 million. Um, seems to be yeah. about what they signed guys for, you know, around this time of year. So, um, doesn't sound bad to me, you know, I'm not the one writing the check, but doesn't sound bad to me. So, um, you know, so, uh, like get your thoughts on this. I mean, um, you know, it, just just from what I've seen, I mean, I, I can't say I knew a whole heck of a lot about him, you know, before the signing, other than knowing he was, a, you know, a free agent and that, that uh, you know, um, was one of the top defensive tackle free agents left and that, that, he, that he could help, definitely. You know, I, I didn't research him a lot because I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if they're going to sign anybody else or not. You know, if it happens, we'll take a look. But, um, you know, the, the, the film I've seen is pretty impressive, so... So, so Jeff, let, let's get your thoughts first on on the Shelby Harris signing. Well, I obviously like it a lot. Um, you know, I think it it gives us um, uh, a sort of a, removes one more question mark. You know, right on the on the defensive line, gives us uh, four solid starters on the defensive line, um, and you know, relegates 
a couple of other guys who should be depth pieces back to the the proper role. Um, I mean, Shelby Harris is obviously an established guy, 32 years old. Uh, You know what you're going to get from him. Um, He was kind of a late developer in the league. um, But, you know, since 2017, he's been a consistent contributor, a guy who plays almost without exception, you know, 16 games a season. Um, you know, fairly high snap count, uh, you know, 40, 50% of the snap count uh, of the snaps. Um, and as a, you know, is a great run stopper, a pursuer and a high motor guy. Um, so I think it's a very good fit. Um, it also says quite a bit about, um, what the Browns think of the guys behind, um, the, 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 the couple starters that we have, um, and it doesn't bode well for a guy like Jordan Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I would agree with you. So, uh, so, so David, what are your thoughts? Uh, anything you'd like to add or, or thoughts on what Jeff had to say? No, I think, I think Jeff's Jeff's nailed it. I was just having a look, look at him. He, he is six two, so he's not a monstrous man, but he is 288 pounds. So he's got a bit of beef behind him, and as as Jeff rightly pointed out, you know he's got multiple facets to him, and it really does not bode well for those other guys uh, that are in there. What are they? Second, third, and fourth years, aren't they? The yeah, the, the, the ones that we've had. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's safe to say Togi, I'll be gone. Um, uh, and as as you said, the other two, but he's not one of them out now for an extended period with a knee injury, not the entire season, but an extended period. Yeah. Well, we, we lost a couple of defensive ends this week. Um, Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas had surgery basically the same day. Um, yeah. You know, as a result of the hall of fame game. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, the, you know, the guys that, I mean, we, we talked a little bit last week or week before about the possibility of, of Alex Wright, you know, moving inside sometimes and, um, yep, yep. You know, we're gonna have to wait yep, to see yep, that yep. now. Um, yeah. So you know, yeah, the, this injury thing, Rod and I have texted back and forth. is starting to, to to concern me a little bit. You know, that yeah. fortunately it's not been our starters, but um, you know, all, all of our depth is is rapidly uh, getting Start, thinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah depleting. Starting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're starting to hop around a bit, which is not a good thing. Which also uh, doesn't doesn't bode well, does it? When you've just got rid of um, some strength and conditioning people because of the number of sh- uh, soft, to in- soft tissue injuries over the last couple of years. And then you brought in a new, sort of a, a semi-new crew and we're seeing similar. Now, look, some of them you can't control, like, you know, when guys fall the wrong way or they roll up on an ankle. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen the two, two injuries that we were talking about in regards to Thomas and Wright um, on film, and I don't think we probably will. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like they might have been more of an accidental misstep or something along those lines, not not so much a, a torn hamstring, which, again, we're suffering. Um, you know, our running back room is is thin again. It's as thin as the hair on my head. Um, <laughs> I can relate. Which, which is almost non-existent. And, and, the, uh, and both the D end and, and D tackle rooms are outside of a couple are, are quite questionable aren't they really at the end of the day we, we, we're struggling like you said jeff for depth which isn't yeah. um isn't great in the middle of august 
Yeah, it's something that looked really, really good a month ago that all of a sudden is, you know, you're, you're looking at it and going, hmm, there's not as much well, depth as we originally thought. No, that's wrong. Well, the thing is that there, um, Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas both had scopes done, and they're both expected to be back um, early in the season. So I, I don't right. know when that means, but it, it's not like they're gone you know, for the whole season. And you don't know if both of those guys are going to make the team. Um, anyway, uh, you know, um, right. because you, the uh, defensive defensive end position is pretty competitive, but uh, you have to feel like um, when they come back, uh, shoot, you, you don't know where the team's going to be at that point, uh, what the yeah. roster's going to look like, you know, who else might might have some kind of an issue that, you know, they might need to bring one or both of them back. And they might not come back at the same time anyway. So I'm just kind mm, of coincidence. Mm. They had surgery on the same day, mm. I would think. But um, yeah, I, I got to be honest, guys, the, the defensive end position really doesn't concern me, you know. And I was going to say the defensive tackle did until they sh- they signed Shelby Harris. Um, suddenly the defensive tackle position looks you know, a lot different. And yeah. I, I think there's enough depth at that defensive end that they're going to be okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there, there's some other young guys. Um, you know, yeah. obviously, you, you'll like to have, uh, you like to have at least one of those guys out there. But, um, they've, you know, they've got, they've got some serious depth and some guys I think who can really help a defensive end. I mean, we were talking about, the potential for five or six defensive ends to make this roster. Yes. So, so um, maybe the initial 53 looks a little different from what it would have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mix of defensive linemen and may, maybe it shifts when, when somebody, you know, when uh, Thomas and Wright or one or the other comes back. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not worried again about our starters, but our starters aren't going to play hundred percent of the snaps. You know, um, outside of Dewan Jones, um, they may they may make him play 100 percent of the snaps again the next few games. But um, you, you got to have guys that, that can come in and not have a huge drop off. Right. That um, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's the drop off from, you know, to, to Alex Wright versus, you know, who's that next guy? OK, is it is it Isaiah McGuire? Uh, or is it Sam Kamara that ends up getting getting some snaps? You know, I mean, it, it can be a pretty mm-hmm. significant drop off when you're, you know, when you're talking about who who ends up taking the rest of those. Right, right. Uh, well, I guess that's what they're going to have to find out, you know, in these uh, preseason games when they don't. No, nothing against Sam Kamara. Right I mean, I mean he, you know, he 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 hustled and played well in the Hall of Fame game, but. But, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm, I was really excited about the depth, you know, and, and how strong that next line was. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit more concerned about it now. But that's what Andrew Berry gets paid to do. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Above our pay grade, mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you mentioned Sam Kamara. He's not a guy who's getting a lot of, a lot of talk because, I, you know, Isaiah McGuire and um, – I think even Lonnie Phelps are probably guys who have been talked about more than, than Kamara. So um, this is a situation where he's going to get more snaps probably than he would have. So, you know, it, it's it's not good for the Browns to have these guys out, but it could be good for 
these younger guys who are going to play more snaps and have more of a chance to impress. Well, so, indeed. that's so what they, they do. Have, yeah. So they have to look at it that way. Um, yeah. I mean, the Browns have done some other things. They let's see, they, they released Michael Dwum for, it was a DT. Um, I saw someone saying they signed defensive end Charles Wiley. I think that's within the last oh, yeah. day or so. I don't know anything about him. I don't know if you guys did. That was sort of overshadowed by the uh, the Shelby signing, to be honest. I think everyone was so focused on getting him. The, the one the one I have, and I, and I didn't watch any of the USFL, so I can't comment, but I saw the stats of him, is um, seemed to have been a, a bit of a favourite on, on a particular YouTube TV show, but it was... Um, Boogie Roberts, he hasn't seemed to have appeared anywhere and I've not heard anything on him. He was obviously playing for the Pittsburgh Maulers and he's a, a, a similar height and build to Harris who would maybe be a nice little, as they say in the classic, stocking filler in our defensive tackle room, but I'm just floating ideas. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Browns are not afraid to bring defensive tackles in, this we know. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. And, and, yeah. and some of our, our defensive tackles sadly let us down. But uh, I really think they're hoping to see something from either Tristan Hill or Maurice Hurst that will allow them to move on from Jordan Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're just so injury prone, those two. They are, and it's a shame because, uh, you know, I think uh, Maurice Hurst is a, is a really good player that um, he just he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. So um, you never know. You know, maybe this is the season that a guy like that, uh, you know, is able to avoid avoid getting hurt and uh, ends up, ends up uh, you know, being a rotational guy and has just a real nice season. Um, football's a funny game, right, guys? I mean uh, – you just never know what's going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, you just got to just got to wait and see. But um, I mean, you, you you have to you still have to like where the defensive line is sitting right now. Well, uh, yeah, with, yeah. With, with, with where it's been, yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, it's just I don't even. I mean, it's just uh, miles ahead of uh, no pun intended ahead of. Um, you know where where it's been any of the last geez, I mean, yeah, the last how many seasons? Speaking um, of Miles, he has to be absolutely thrilled to be surrounded by legitimate NFL caliber players on that line now. Absolutely, um, knowing that he's not going to be double and triple teamed on every play. Well, yeah, they can triple team Miles if they want their quarterback annihilated in the first second and a half. <laughs> that, that'd uh, be fine so. by me. Yeah, yeah okay I mean, I think Miles, Miles would probably be okay with that too. Yeah, have everybody block Miles. And yeah. It's not going to help you. Yeah, have a, have a six-man front blocking Miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let the others feast. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the last time I was just thinking back, the last time I think – we were this buoyed by our D line was when we signed um, Sheldon Richardson. And, All right. Yeah. And, and, and we had and we had and we had OV as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we felt pretty good with that three Miles, yeah. OV, and 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 Shelley. 
Um, and they did play really well. Yeah. Right. Um, we know. have uh, Ogunjobi then too? Or was he yeah. gone by then? I'm not sure. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah I think the, he was the, the fourth. Yeah. He might have been the fourth, yeah. Larry O, yeah. And, and yeah. hasn't he gone on to greener pastures? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and good luck to him. Um, but you're but right. That, I, that's the last time we really had a legitimate defensive line. Yeah, yeah. One that had power and skill and miles had blokes around him. Right. Uh, that had, well, let's be honest, had a clue and could play. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm really excited by Schwartz um, and this wide nine and the way he goes about it. And he's almost, um, no, he's not almost, he is. He's an old school football coach. He's probably one that uh, I would have loved to have played for because, you know, he's out there in the middle of the scrimmage and, you know, directing traffic, telling the guys where they should be. Make sure you remember it. Get into your position. Why are you over there? You know, none of this touchy-feely Gumbaya rubbish and malarkey that I think we've, suffered the last couple of years um i like the i like the sternness i really do and and i think some of these kids will come along hopefully in leaps and bounds and maybe uh, a couple of them will will wake up to themselves some of the higher profile players i'm sort of alluding to there in the backfield yeah yeah i i think there's enough talent on this defense for this defense to feel like they can come out and you know, kind dominate. of impose their yeah, and dominate or impose their will on the other team, and not feel like they're you know like they have to be concerned about what the offense is going to be doing. You know, they have they have to go they they should be able to go out there confident in their own ability. Um, you know, not go out there and say oh we gotta you know we gotta respect these guys and give them you know you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you got to give the receiver, you know, you got to play off the receiver and stuff. And, you know, forget that. Um, yeah. These guys are going to be too good. They need to they need to go out there and, and play tough. And well, I, th- I think I think that the, the fact is that you can have essentially a 5-1 because, you know, Miles is fast enough to drop back into pass coverage should you actually need it on the call at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. But those five guys that you've just made mention of, um, essentially, well, three from Minnesota, isn't it now? With um, uh, um, Shelby Harris? Or, oh, no, he was, oh, no, he was at Seattle. My apologies. He was with Seattle, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two, two, two from Minnesota, one from Seattle, um, one from the Rams and Miles. You know, mm-hmm. that, could be, that could, could be quite a monstrous front. And and then, like I said, you know, you run a run a a walk or a a Sioni Taki Taki in the in the mic position, and then if the 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 two one of the two ends needs to drop out into pass coverage, we know Miles is big enough and fast enough to do it, and and has done it in the past. So, oh yeah, and Z- Zadaria Smith is uh, capable of playing linebacker too. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. same thing. So yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was just yeah quite buoyed by all that. That's really the common denominator, I think, with all of these guys that, that they've been bringing in is versatility. You know, guys mm-hmm. who can who's, who can line up in multiple positions and, and give the opposing team different looks. Right. That that's sort of the the secret sauce in a in a Jim Schwartz defense is you know you you don't really necessarily recognize what he's doing all the time, um, and, mm-hmm. and 
that's going to be the fun part to watch. I think is you know where does it come from next? You know where who's who's the guy that that's going to have the big game because Schwartz teed him up, right? Um, and and hopefully it's more than one, but um, I think plenty of opportunity for the best players to have great games in in this type of an attacking defense. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean the the talents are and I think um I think the defense I think guys get more into it when they when they can have those big games. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, the def- the defense, I mean players players love the chance to make big plays. Mm-hmm. They don't want to just be out there, you know, playing closer to a prevent style of defense. Reacting. You know? Yeah, reacting. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um yeah. Um, and, that, and that's and, what the, that's what the boys have said, isn't it? Sorry to interrupt, Rod. That yeah, the, no. In the interviews, that, that Schwartz has let him off the leash. You'll have to excuse the uh, the whimpering in the background. We have a new <laughs> pup. We have a new puppy, and he's asleep, and he's obviously dreaming about something. So, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> Maybe he's chasing chasing rabbits in his sleep. Maybe he wants to be a, a, a lineman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing is that the boys have said that they that they are feeling freer and they sound more genuine this year than they did last year. They almost sounded like it was rehearsed script. Like we hear a lot of them. We don't get to see a lot of their personalities anymore. You mm-hmm. know, this is when we get buoyed and excited when someone comes in, like when when um, Sheldon Richardson came in, you know, he was a bit bigger and a boisterous kind of guy and and let him let himself and then you had OV who's the complete opposite he's a bit like a Nick Chubb quiet and business-like which is great but we need to see some of these guys and so we can not only just invest in the team but invest in them as our D-line or our linebackers or our cornerbacks or our safeties because I think Schwartz is letting them do that and and that's what they've been saying and I'm really really genuinely excited like this I think the offense is going to be fantastic I'm I'm less concerned this year about our offense than I have been in the last couple of years. Um, it seems to be starting to click together. Who's in and who out in the wide receiver room? I don't think at the end of the day really is here, here or there. I think no. Deshaun has shown um, that he can connect with anybody once he gets a few reps with them and so forth. And even John McLean, who used to be the, the writer down in Houston, said that he had witnessed him not only at Clemson, but at, at Houston was able to connect with, you know, third, fourth, fifth string guys on the roster and connect and get a vibe for them and, and then bring them up. And, you know, they go from fifth string to third string because they've got that connection. Now they're confident in their route running. They're smarter about their cuts. They readjust when he's flushed out of the pocket. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm less I'm less concerned about the offense, um, although, like I did say, the running back room is on a scale of one to five, a 1.75 in concern. Um, but I think we're the, the, us focusing on the D today is probably the right thing to be because it's where the most questions have been for the last three or four years. They seem to have solved it. I think they've got the right coach in with the right mentality, and I think the team has bought in. Just my humble. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've kind of danced around about uh, Jerome Ford with a hamstring injury. Um, this, I haven't really heard a whole heck of a lot other than just the fact that he has this hamstring injury. So it seems to me that it must be 
I mean, I know what a hamstring injury is. It's something something that can linger and kind of haunt a guy, you know, for weeks or months. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it must be something that they're not taking lightly. You know, he must have he must have um, done a number on it because they're you know they're looking at other backs. Um, I mean, I, it kind of stinks. I really want Jerome, you know, I really was hoping that he would be the guy, you know, the number two guy. And this kind of puts things in jeopardy for, you know, when he'll be available and, and whether he's going to be kind of battling this thing throughout the season. Um, you know, the, the article I saw was that the Browns um, were looking at or had in for a tryout or talked to former Colt Jordan Wilkins. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I've never heard of Jordan Wilkins. I'm thinking, <laughs> isn't there somebody out there I've heard of, yeah. you know, that we can nope. bring in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not a name that I've. Uh, yeah, no, no that's I'm not a thinking. Name. Okay. No. Um, is he, yeah. is he like a water boy? Is he the guy that? Yeah, I'm thinking. Did, yeah, time? did how many snaps did he play for them? Any? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I know there are other guys available. I don't know if they're going to want to sign a top tier guy or not, um, or even if they're going to sign anybody. But um, yeah. you know, going into the season with, with Nick Chubb and and. Um, you know, and John Kelly and Demetric Felton as your three running backs. I don't know if if you feel great about that. I mean, I, I'm a John Kelly fan, and um, you know, I I don't know if you know, people Demetric Felton you either like him or you don't as a running back. I, I I've come to accept that. Um, right. People, some people liked what he did in in the uh, Jets game, and you know, and they're buying into it. I I'm not I'm not convinced yet that he's right for a running back role, but, you know, um, I'm not going to root against anybody on the Browns team. So, um, no way. No, no, no. And, and you're hundred percent right, Rod. He's, he's got the potential to be a bit player, you mm-hmm. know, really, really at the end of the day, he needs to either be the occasional first down back. And then we put Nick in to finish the job or he's a third down, fourth down back. And he just needs to hang onto the damn ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've just I've just had a quick look at this Jordan Wilkinson. He's uh, one one eighty five centimeters. So what's that about six one six ish? They're about five eleven six foot thereabouts. Um, he's twenty nine years old. Well, that's not exactly grand, is it? Because everyone keeps banging on about how wide res- uh, sorry you know, running backs seem to lose a step after year twenty eight. Um, that's older than Kareem Hunt, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, I just I can't even get my head around that, but that's neither here nor there. He's two hundred and twelve pound. Um, he went to Ole Miss. Yeah, he was a round five pick. He was one hundred and sixty nine in the uh, two thousand and eighteen draft. So the same draft as uh, Nick Chubb. Um, I won't say any of the other names that were in that draft. Uh, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, he's he's not not had a lot really. Yeah, he's been on the Jaguars, the Titans, the Colts for a second stint. He's had two stints at the Colts. He played four games in 2021 with no carries, nothing, 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 absolutely nothing outstanding. I'd rather keep Kelly, to be honest. I like him. He's been around the club for a few years now. I reckon he's probably built up a pretty good rapport with both Deshaun and Nick. I think uh, I think mm-hmm. John Kelly. I, I I like John Kelly to keep in the team. Yeah, and, yeah. 
Jeff, we'll let you talk on this. I, I know where you stand on John Kelly, but um, <laughs> let's, let's get your thoughts on let's get your thoughts. On, yeah, I mean, with Jerome Ford, you know, and, and what you would do kind of going forward with us. Well, yeah, it's it's too too bad because um, I, I think he's a really good fit um, to be that, you know, back up to Nick Chubb. I mean, if Nick Chubb needs a rest, you bring in Jerome Ford and you basically get the same sort of back. Right. Um, we said that, you know, when he was in college, that he reminded us a lot of Nick Chubb. Um, so, I, you know, depending on how long he's out, it really depends on what you want to do with that backup role. Um, I think if you're still looking for a guy who can get you the tough yard, uh, you know, that's John Kelly. Um, I think D- Demetric Felton brings you a different sort of back. Um I'm with you, Rod. I'm not. I'm not convinced that you know he's a, a between the tackles type of runner. Mm-hmm. Although you know he had some success doing that in the Hall of Fame game. Um, it was late in the game, and it was against you know rather suspect opponent talent. Um, so I'm, I'm you know based on what I've seen of him since he was drafted the last couple seasons, um, I'm just not sure that he fits 100% anywhere. He's more of a gadget guy. Um, so, you know, do you devote a roster spot to him when, you know, you really need somebody in the running back role, you know, as an insurance policy in case, you know, Nick Chubb misses a game or two. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with David that, you know, all else aside, I, I, I like John Kelly a lot. Um, I think he's reliable. Um, and you know, while he, he lacks the, you know, the burst of Nick Chubb. Um, I think he can get the job done for you in short stretches. And, and, you know, other than that, you're, you know, you're out there bringing in, you know, somebody young or somebody um, who's bounced around the league quite a bit, um, you know, to just kind of sit there in case. And, and I'm not sure that this, this team wants to commit a roster spot to that. You know, we just, we have, we have too much on the line this year to, have a developmental back or, you know, uh, another Dearness Johnson that, that, you know, never gets utilized uh, aside from some, some special teams play. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all that shakes out. But if I was betting on, you know, where we're starting the season right now, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, they're probably going to keep John Kelly. If Jerome Ford ends up, you know, on IR for the first few weeks, mm-hmm. um, and that makes the call on Demetri Felton really interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking at the free agent running backs. I mean, um, I wouldn't necessarily be interested. In, I'm just going down the line. I wouldn't necessarily be interested in Zeke Elliott. Um, oh, goodness gracious, no. You know, um, so you, <laughs> no, no, so no, then no, you no, go no. down to Delvin Cook. Um, mm, you know, probably, and, probably still looking for a bag, I reckon. I think he'd, he'd probably still want a bag. And and maybe yeah. want to be a maybe want to be a featured back. So yeah, which brings me to the next guy, which is who I would call first, and that's that's Leonard Fournette. He's 28 years old. He's he looked pretty darn good last season, guys. Um, if he's willing to come in for the right money, I would sign Leonard Fournette to, to you know um, you know. Um, and then it goes Kareem Hunt, J.D. McKissick, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Giovanni Bernard, um, and so on. There's some other guys definitely, you know, that could that could work. But um, 
you know, if I was going to make a call, I, I would see I would see what it would take to bring in Leonard Fournette. That's what I would do. That's League me. minimum. Yeah. Yeah, if he's willing to come in, you know, um, I, you know, I, I haven't heard about anybody talking to him at all, and he, he's 28 years old. You know, um, he he did, he did not look like he had lost a step last year to me. You know. Yeah. So I, anyway. I, I, I would I would um, purely now this is this is more down a humorous path. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd happily take uh, Giovanni Bernard because how good would it hear Jim Donovan calling. Giovanni Bernard through the line. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he used to play for the Bengals, so you always like to, you know, it's that thing of, of beating your brother with his own arm, you know, like with his own <laughs> fist kind of thing. May have done that, guilty, Your yeah. Honor. Being the, the oldest of three boys, guilty, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff knows what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to be water under the bridge with you two. You work very well together. I, I, hence the reason I love uh, not only yeah. on the show, but I love listening to it. <laughs> it's, it's well under the bridge, yeah. Yeah, so so let, let's talk just a little bit about a couple games, guys. So the, the Browns-Jets game, I don't know if you guys both got to see that game um, last yep. last week, the, uh, the Hall of Fame game, but um, it was a tale of two halves, more or less. The first half, which was pretty miserable, behind right. uh, Kellen Mond. And I'll be honest, I, I didn't think Kellen Mond looked totally awful. He just didn't look really real good. But, um, you know, he looked okay throwing the screen pass. And, you know, he looked, uh, you know, kind of so-so. Um, I've seen worse quarterback play. But they they just couldn't put it together. <laughs> we've got a list of thirty two of them, haven't we? Thirty two. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot worse. I, I've seen worse. I, that was my first thought when he started playing. I'm thinking, oh, this this guy's better than I thought he was. No, can I can I tell you? I actually had flashbacks to like Kaiser and uh, and all those sort of stuff. It was funny when you say that. I nearly uh, I was going to interject and go. To be fair, Rod, you, Jeff, and myself could throw screen passes. They no, were I, some of those were some of those were those were gimmies. There was one we, we actually had a, a, a uh, we had the the four horsemen as we like to call ourselves of the Browns Melbourne Browns backers. We met at a, a bar early and uh, I, I did I think tag him in a couple of them. One of the boys decided to get clever and order fireball shots at ten thirty in the morning. So um, we had a, a fireball Friday. Let's just say that that uh, tampered down very very quickly when we worked out it was uh, sixty dollars a round. So we, uh, yeah, that's right. A cheap bottle, a cheap bottle of Fireball down here is is dear as poison. So we, we we canned that after a couple. But yeah, you're right, Taylor wow. Two I think Kellen Mond is out. He's gone. I don't I don't think he's going to survive. But yeah. one of the that that interception he threw was potentially. If you want to go back and have a look at the the film, I don't know if it's on all twenty two or whatever. Anthony Schwartz was wide open, and I know, I know, he probably would have dropped it. He's got concrete. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got concrete hands. But that linebacker follow and and Kellen had made up his mind before the snap where that ball was going. He didn't do any of his reads. He just he just threw had it. He threw it on that that player. He hadn't even turned. The linebacker slid across and took that pick. If you actually look at the film, um, because the linebacker took his eyes off Schwartz, Schwartz actually got past him and behind him. If he had have thrown it 
a little more to the left, Schwartz was directly almost over the helmet of the um, linebacker that did the interception, uh, and he would have, or the safety, I can't remember the safety linebacker, um, but he would have been off to the races if those concrete hands had have actually caught the ball. But that's if buts and maybes, and it means nothing yeah. now. I don't think <laughs> too many teams would be very worried about Anthony Schwartz running free behind them at this no, point. No, 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 no. But, yeah. But every um, day, even a blind squirrel finds a nut occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see in that first half, Rob, you know, why people have occasionally been enamored with Kellen Mond. You know, there, there's some physical talent there. Yeah. Uh, there's some size. You know, there's some ability. Um, but but the, the field vision and the decision-making was terrible, yes. Um, and what a difference in the second half um, when you saw a quarterback who, who knows how to um, take charge in an offense and was even willing to do the dirty work. You know, like, mm. like throwing a block. I mean, come on. Um, I love the guy in college. I love the draft pick. Um, but uh, this town is going to gonna go nuts um, for DTR as a backup. He's, it's going to be so fun to watch him. They already have. I mean, people yes. are pretty enamored with him. And, and guys, let's be clear. I was simply being semi-complimentary to a guy who, and Kellen Mond, who has no chance of making this team right. at this point because he was completely outplayed. Um, he, he has no chance now of, of making this team. There, there's no way that, that DTR is going anywhere. Um, I, I can't see why they would keep uh, Kellen Mond over uh, over um, over Josh uh, Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, so I think you want Josh Dobbs still as your backup this season, you know, just to give uh, a DTR a season, you right. know, probably uh, to learn a little bit more. Not that he looked like he needed to learn a whole heck of a lot out there, but, yeah, uh, you know. I'm it, not sure that that's going to take a whole season, Rod. No, it probably it probably won't. But I, I don't know that you want him as your backup. You know, not uh, not yet. We do have to remember I, that he was only playing against he was only playing against twos, threes, fours, and fives, really. And that 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 step up to the first team is a massive step up. Um, yeah. So and I agree. And and the, the new rules: uh, three quarterbacks um, due to injury, all coming about after. Um, Mr. Irrelevant in that playoff game for the 49ers. They've readjusted, right. haven't they? So we Pretty, can yeah. have him and, and have him Pretty. active but not dressed or whatever whatever the terminology is now mm-hmm. um, because if he goes on a practice squad, we all know he's gone. He's going to get snaffled up, yeah. and we don't want that. Oh. We want him. We want him. You know, he's a 6'2", 205, so he's not even a lightweight. He's 6'2", and, a, and nearly, you know, the best part of 100, as we like to say, best part of 100 kegs, 100 kilos. You know, <laughs> 90, 90, 90, 93, 95 kilos. That's a solid unit. That's And he's 6'2". You know, this is this is funny that we seem to find, jet, uh, when we play Jets games, we find um, new things to get excited about, you know. The beer right. fridge got, unlo- got unlocked when six came out and... Uh, <laughs> and he did his thing with Jarvis, and uh, now we've got DTR, who you know, who's led led the team in a comeback win. So he not only gets the save, he gets the W, 
and he's throwing a yeah. block and everyone's lost their freaking mind. I mean, it is beautiful and it is amazing. And and we were all cheering too. Pints of uh, a stone and wood in hand, another local brewer uh, here in Australia. Um, uh, we were cheering our, our lungs out for him when we saw that block go down. It was amazing. But um, I guess, I guess, as I said last week on one of the other shows, I'm tempered. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm trying to keep a very big Tupperware lid on this very large bald head of mine because... <laughs> I can get easily excited and easily wrapped up because it's uh, it's got so much potential and it's so exciting for the first time in yeah. what three or four years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and I think we all know what's coming with the the beginning of the season and how tough that that stretch looks. So I think even if you believe this team's going to do really well, you're kind of like, well, we got to make it through those first whatever, you know. We keep saying four games, whether it's three, four, five games, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, w- with whatever record you think they need to have, um, you know, to have a decent season. So even, you know, however you look at it, whether you think they're just going to be OK or whether you think they're they're going to have a great season, it still comes down to how they how they start the season now. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, no, no. so obviously DTR had had I mean, he was the talk of the game against the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. Along with Tillman. Tillman. Um that Tillman, John Kelly, and Demetrik Felton, those were the, the guys really on offense that people were talking about. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't I mean, the, the defense really played played well as a whole. Um, Jeff, anybody in particular you thought had a, had a great game on the defense? Uh, obviously, Dewan Jones. I mean, he played 100% of the snaps. Um, he faced, I think, oh, yeah. quality. Um, pressure and, mm-hmm. and surrendered mm-hmm. nothing the entire game. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought James Hudson also had a really good game, so I feel good about our tackle depth. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the the the. I think the guards are still trying to sort themselves out. You know who who are going to be our, our our depth guys there. Uh, but all in all, I thought the line played pretty well. Whitfield um, did well as well. Yep. Um, you know, being able to, to move the ball around and, and, and run the ball successfully, uh, you know, execute some plays. I mean, the early on, the, the formation stuff was, was frustrating. You know, you and I were going back and forth about, you know, why are these guys not lining up correctly? You know, um, you got young guys who don't yeah. know they can't cover up a tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm watching, you know, the tight end you know, tell the guy to get off the line. And the guy's like, Oh, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be here. So I'm going to stay here. You know I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a quick, you know, I'd rather bust, be, bust I'd rather be right. right. You know, yeah. I'd rather yeah. be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so, funny you say that Jeff, cause we said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, when he, when, when, when he came jogging off, it was like, no, keep jogging, go to the locker room, grab your ticket. Keep, keep you jogging, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, there's 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 some good things that came out of the game. Um, you know, I think um, we saw some linebacker play, some some really good linebacker play, which is you know sort of like we've been talking the next piece of the puzzle with you know the wide nine is is who's going to be that guy you know david mentioned mm-hmm. is it is it going to be anthony walker is it going to be taki taki you know i think um uh, uh tony um tony phillips or to- tony fields? fields excuse me tony, tony fields, fields yeah yeah brain fart uh tony fields had a really good game um 
I was hoping to see more of, of, of Diabate. I mean, he, he played a lot early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Fields just seemed to finish out the game. Um, but um, you know, the linebacker play was, was, was stout. It was really solid. Um, so that, that's very encouraging. And, and that, you know, that helps with, with sorting out who, you know, who, who's going to be on the 53 in that room, right? Because I think there's a lot up in the air there still. And that and that's interesting because I, a lot of people I've seen a lot of people who have been concerned about the linebackers because the Browns didn't do a lot of changes, bring a lot of new guys in. But most of these guys got hurt last year; they weren't even right. out there. Yeah, and also, yeah. yeah, and and a lot of the backups actually didn't play too poorly. No, last season. No, we got you know? we got great games out of Reggie Ragland. Yeah, yeah. So I. I have really never been that concerned about linebackers, especially because Agreed. we might only have one or two linebackers out there half the time. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, we don't need six great, great linebackers on this team. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. It's more about the special teams contribution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And, even, and, and even, and even that's being stifled, isn't it? You know, the kickoff and all that sort of stuff rules are changing. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. The other guy that's looked really good, and, and a lot of this has been in practice, is uh, Austin Watkins. Um, if, mm-hmm. if you know, if you were thinking about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, who was going to be that that sixth wideout with Goodwin sort of being a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's put himself in that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. So yeah, so the Browns start one and zero because that's so important. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so so yeah, the Browns play uh, the Commanders tomorrow night, and um, sounds like most of the starters, including Deshaun Watson, are going to be are going to start the game. Um, we'll we'll see. I don't know if they said how much how much playing time they're going to get. Whether it's going to be a series, a quarter, yeah. or whatnot. So um, I wouldn't expect it to be a whole. A whole bunch of time. Uh, Let's hope it's a one clean series and they're out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know just from uh, just from a health standpoint, I think that's what we would all like to see. Yeah. So, um, so aside from the health stand, you know, the the health part of it is, you know, us, us wanting uh, these guys to get out get out of the game without being hurt. Um, what do you what are you guys going to be looking for um, tomorrow night? Um, what do you think, David? Well, I think from what we're hearing, you're right. I think they're going to get at least one series, and obviously that'll be determined on how well or poorly it goes. So you might see a second series, you may not. Um, I don't know how much access we're going to actually have to the game, sadly, down here, but uh, I'm hopefully going to be able to watch it at some, uh, watch it at some stage. I want to see the connection between Watson and his receiving core from Najoku all the way through to, to more. Um, I want to see the O-line continue on their their way over the last few years, you know, no penalties or as few possible penalties. You know, all this, all the discipline stuff, all the little one percenters. And then on the defensive side, I want to see them be demonstrative. I want to see this, this wide nine. I want to see them off the chain and, and doing what they do, go hunt the quarterback, smartly we don't need any uh incidents you know and you wish no ill will to an opposing team but you know let's let's 
let them know that we've actually got a bit of bulk behind us now and our corners, our corners to play smart, um, to not try and make plays where they're not, not to get caught for pe silly penalties again. So it's all those little one percenters I want to see. I want to see them, you know, this this week or 10 days or whatever it was down at Greenby. I want to see that, that, that they're actually connecting, that they're developing a, a bond and wanting to get in the trenches and battle for one another. That's just, yeah, that's just how I see it. So, so Jeff, do you do you expect that to happen? Do you expect the Browns to to reveal the Jim Schwartz defense in this game? Uh, not fully reveal, but I, I certainly want to see more pressure on the quarterback than we saw in the Hall of Fame game. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that was really vanilla. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you have to start installing some of this and guys have to be getting so. reps to, you know, so yeah, eventually um, you got to start to tip your hand a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. But, you got to play it or you got to practice it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, I think that's key for me this week is, you know, do we start to see some pressure from the defensive line? And then what does that mean for the secondary? Um, I'm going to, especially be watching the uh, the safety battle this week. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't really get to see much of uh, the, the Bell versus Hickman battle for who's going to be that fourth safety. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, I think if, if we're starting to put a little bit more pressure on the quarterback, it's going to give those guys a chance to really exert, you know, themselves and, and show up. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, hopefully those are the kinds of things you want to you want to do in in preseason is give those players a chance to to make their case. So, um, you know, playing playing vanilla on the defensive line just really isn't going to do that for you. Um, the starters will be out there maybe one or two series, but, you know, you, you want to see the second line guys. Um, you know, Isaiah McGuire and some of those other guys start to have an impact. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep, yep. So, uh, so guys, we like to do predictions on this show just just for fun, not because we ever get them right. Um, <laughs> so, well, our guests, our guests are usually right. Our guests usually do pretty well. So, um, <laughs> since this is preseason, instead of predicting the score, let's do something a little bit different here, and. And let's uh, let's let's predict who um, who Deshaun Watson's first completion will go to. Um, who's going to score the Browns' first touchdown, and who will get the Browns' first sack in this game, assuming there's at least one sack. So uh, maybe to be fair, we'll just go with these one at a time, and then. And then I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not that serious of a thing here. It's, it's all for bragging rights and uh, not not that anybody makes a big deal out of it. But uh, <laughs> you guys know how serious we are about this. Not very. Um, so, so, David, you're the guest. We'll just let you go first on all three of these. All right. Uh, for the first sack, I'm going with Obo Okoronkwo for the first completion uh, Cooper, and for the first touchdown, I reckon it's going to happen in the red zone. I'm going to go with Jordan Aiken. 
Okay. Very nice. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Good. Those are good. Uh, good predictions. Um, Jeff, you want to give us some of yours? Completion. I'm going to go a little bit outside the box. I'm going to say Nick Chubb. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Little swing. Uh, uh, assuming, he's, yeah. assuming he's going to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah of course. Say, I, I, yeah. It said most I, most starters will play, but yeah, the first unless, so, unless yeah. they wrap Nick in bubble wrap, right? Stealing, stealing a line from last week's show, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, is 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 Jacoby starting for the Commanders? Do we know? I I was going to look. I did not get there. So yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to be out there early um, for them, but I mean, I'm not worried too much about mobility um, on the Washington side. So there's probably a good chance that that almost anybody on our defensive line gets that first sack. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Zadarius Smith. Nice. Okay. Um, and let's see the first touchdown. Hmm. Yeah, boy, I, I I like the um I like the Aikens pick. Um, so let's let's um let let's just go crazy and say Cedric Tillman. Okay. Well, guys, you. Um, I mean. If you guys are going to leave it there for me, I'll say the first sack will be Miles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, since they probably won't be double or triple teaming it's, him. It just seems obvious, too obvious. Well, it's too <laughs> obvious. Right, yeah. right. No, I can't blame you. I probably wouldn't have picked Miles if I was going first, but somebody <laughs> has to pick Miles, right? <laughs> um, didn't you get my hint from the future, Rod? They're going to have a five- or six-man team on Miles. Right. <laughs> right. And David's already seen the game, so he knows all these, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh first first completion. Um I'll just I'll say uh um yeah, let me come back to that one. Um well I will just for a touchdown I'll say uh I'll say Nick Chubb for the touchdown. I'm going very traditional here, guys. Pretty safe bets so far. Pretty safe bets. I mean, you guys aren't taking them. I'm going to take the. I'm going to take the money ones. You know, right? And why yeah. not? And then, um, and the first completion, I'll just, I'll say Elijah Moore. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I thought you might have gone Elijah Moore for the both of them. He's going to do I, like I, a. Yeah. Well, that's possible. Straight. I almost went in Joku for the completion, but um, yeah. Because so that, that could very happen too. I, you know, that could very well happen. So definitely thinking about it. So bubble screen. Yeah, yep. I could see it. I could see. Well, it. this so. will make this game worth watching. Just, just to to see how we did on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be watching with notebook. You know, just just uh, right there, so I can kind of check these off as they happen. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and the nice thing is, it's nine thirty a.m., so it's not silly o'clock for me. So. If I can actually watch it, I will watch it. It's just a matter of what um, provider is it available on here in Australia, and if so, can I watch it? That's all the if, buts, and maybes, but anyway. 
Well, I, I actually had the same problem, David. I have to figure out if or where I can watch it, too. So, so yeah, I haven't figured that out yet either. So, um, yeah, I may be watching it on my phone or something, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll figure something out. So, so yeah. You'd, you'd think they'd want to make it easy, don't you? You know, like, we've all been football starred for, for six, seven months. Um, they got six and a half million views for this Hall of Fame game. It was more than, like... They had a list of it the other day. It was like more than the Stanley Cup, which isn't really a fair comparison. It was more than some of the major league games. It was more than the all-star game at major league and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we're, we're clearly we're, we're clearly frothing at the chops, as we like to say down here, to see some right. football. You know, we want to yeah. see some football. Why make it hard? Everyone yeah, where, yeah, where like, I live, for some reason, people, they, they think that people want to watch this team that plays just south of me. Oh, in, um, <laughs> in, 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 in North Kentucky. In North Kentucky, yeah. yeah. They somehow, <laughs> for some reason, they keep putting them on TV by me. So, Dilly, so yeah. Silly, anyway. silly television. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> well, Ludicrous. Yeah. Well, David, it's been it's been great talking to you, catching up with you. We uh, appreciate you joining us. It's it's always fun, and uh, love the stories about your vacation and all that. So, uh, we'd love to. Love to hear some closing thoughts or uh, um, whatever you'd like to share with with any of the listeners. I just, I just, I just think um, while I was uh, while I, I do say it in jest, I am also serious about it because we've lived this turbulent lifestyle for 20, 23 years since the teams come back. Um, I think we should be genuinely buoyed. We should be genuinely excited. But we also, I guess, need to temper our uh, expectations. Um, I think the trials and tribulations are going to come. That's football. The injuries are going to come. We've already started to see it. That's football. We just need to uh, steady the course and stay fast on it because I think we can all see, even taking our uh, brown and orange glasses off, that 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 Barry and Stefanski have set the ship right. They've identified the the deficiencies. They've done their very best to rectify them. Uh, we said for three years the D line was was you know a bowl of pudding and had more holes than a block of Swiss cheese, <laughs> and and it did. So I think that that's it. You know, be excited, be engaged, and but also be be cautiously engaged you know what i mean i don't know i don't know yeah. sort of that's where i'm at and, and again I, I love coming on the show i love chatting with you boys and i really appreciate being invited back um uh, it's it's just yeah, every time we get to catch up it's like three old friends just chewing the fat i feel like we should be sitting at a bar uh enjoying cucumber water and uh and uh, a, bo- <laughs> yeah. a, bowl, a bowl of french fries to find a bar of cucumber water <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. Would love to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just it's so nice, and you guys have got a great show. And there's obviously you've got a lot of loyal listeners, like, like myself included, and 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 a few of the guys that have already hit us up today or today my time to this evening your time on 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 the Twitter or X or whatever the blazes it's called this week. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I just genuinely thank you guys for having me again, and I love the show, and I love being you know a small contributor to it. Well. What can I say, David? Thank you, and we uh, we, we love having you on. We just love talking to you. So, uh, 
So it's it's been a lot of fun. And uh, let's go to, to Jeff. Um, Jeff, clo- closing thoughts tonight? It's always a, a great pleasure to talk to our friend David. And um, I just I want to say what great sound advice he's giving us from the future. Um, be cautiously optimistic about this team. There's going to still be a few bumps in the road. Um, but we've absolutely put together something to be proud of. And let's just enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 